forever like that. What's up, bro? Chilling, man. Good. Happy to see your face. Likewise, man. I feel like, yeah, I've, I've barely slept. I'm just kind of, I'm in it. It's Go been on. crazy. The last week's been nuts. Yeah. So just, I know. Yeah. That's why I'm pumped to talk to you, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> And I'll, and I'll tell you right off the bat, the thing that gets, I mean, me excited even to talk to you is you, because seeing how excited you are about everything, <laughs> it's just, it just feeds to it. You know what I mean? I always feel like a weirdo. I'm like, man, maybe I'm way too excited. But then I'm no. like, well, when does this happen? You know, it's, it's like, if, if I can't get excited, I guess, how's anyone else going to get excited? You know, totally. but I'm like, I don't know. This is every day I wake up and I'm like, what is happening? Like, it's crazy. So, so how, how much sleep did you get even last night? Like, what, what time did you go to bed? What time did you wake up? It, it feels like I, I try to go to sleep, and it just feels like morning is, is like a blink away. And I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was talking to my girlfriend about that. I'm like, have, have I been sleeping? Like, am I okay? Like, is this really? Ha-? Like, again, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's the idea of, like, it's maybe cliche and a little lame. But it's like when your dreams come in true, dreams feel like it's kind of like, it's like you just take it away from the dream happening. Sure. You know, sure. So. Don't worry about all that cliche and cheesy and all that crap. This is this is your <laughs> moment, man. What are the dreams, by the way? What are those like? So when you actually do fall, you fall asleep. What are you dreaming about at night? Because this has to somehow work its way into your dream. Oh man, one hundred percent. But I'm like, I'm such a weirdo, and when I sleep, like, so I've like, I have a phone usually right beside my bed that has a recording app that is ready to go at all times because I write a lot in my sleep. And so I'll like hum melodies and stuff like that. And then I like literally just a lot of times it's me knowing that I'm doing it and I need to push record. And it's this, this moment in my dream where I have to convince myself to wake up to do it. Wow. And sometimes I won't. And I, I'm always bummed because I'm like, damn, that was such a good melody. And like other times where I've like, I'm like, Oh, and I caught it. I caught it right on time. So a lot of my dreams are like, Right now, especially, I'm I'm just writing like crazy. So I'm just. But do you ever have? Uh, do you ever have those dreams? Like for me, like whenever I switch radio stations or something like that, you always have that dream of oh, the song is running out, and I have no music and no pants, and the studio door's locked, the phone doesn't work, and the song's running out. Are you having any of those dreams where it's like they're about to play the no. song, but the file is corrupt or something like that? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like Not all my well. all my dreams are just like. They're pretty good. I mean, sometimes you get that, like, I think it was a Mitch Hedberg or something like that that made this joke about how, like, one minute you're, like, you're going to sleep and it's cool. And next thing you're, like, with your neighbor's ex-cousin. Building go-kart. a go-kart with my ex-landlord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how I, like, my dreams are kind of either like that, where they're just, I'm like, what? Like, who? what magic recipe did I go <laughs> right. through yesterday that got me that dream? You know, but most times I literally just wake up and like I, I've had like a song like today's a song that I wrote with a good friend of mine. Um, and it's just spinning circles in my head. And I'm like, oh, it's so crazy that it's these melodies wow. are just wrapped inside my brain. And, and that's what's happening. First of all, I love that you referenced Mitch, Hed- Mitch Hedberg. He's the greatest. <laughs> Unfortunately, I discovered him about a week before we lost him. Um, oh man! But man, that that was a great joke. I try to go to sleep, and now building a go kart with my ex landlord. All right. <laughs> he's got this bit. joke that I, he's got this joke that he did this bit that I've never stopped laughing about. He's got two. He's got one. It's too long to do, but it, it's uh, the differences or similarities between a streetlight and a banana. So that's have, one of my. Oh man, it's such a good joke. It's okay, such I'll a good look that one. one up. 
And the another one, it's like the quickest one. It's so funny. It's like sometimes I like to throw toothpicks in the woods and say, "Look, you're home. You're home." All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so stupidly funny. And like, dude, who are you? Like, again, like the world, the world mixed some sort of chaotic recipe to make you a human. Totally. Like, thank you for your time here, because man, it was funny. We lost a genius, that's for sure. Um, so wait, back to that recording thing. Do you ever just leave it recording like the whole night? Have you ever thought about leaving it? Leaving it I have, I have, man, that can get, that, that's a slippery slope. You catch a lot of stuff on that. <laughs> yeah. I, I have I had an app called, I think it's called sleep talk because I, I'll mumble stuff and like, just, just be a whole bunch of gibberish and like stuff that comes out of me. And, uh, so this app has like sensitivity meters on it. So it can like, it'll record throughout the whole night. And every time it hears like a certain thing over a certain level of volume, like a certain DB, then it will record for like a That's minute. Genius. It's really cool. Yeah. It's like a $4 app called sleep talk. And it's like, and, but, but what's funny on there is like people can share moments of what they've caught. So you'll have people like sharing that they farted or something like that. And you're like, <laughs> you know, or like some of the weird stuff that people uh... will say in their sleep. <laughs> it's just like, I have to what? get that app. What is it? Called? I'm writing that down. What is it called? Sleep talk. Sleep talk. Yeah. I think it's like that Billie Eilish, you know, like when, when we all fall asleep, like, where do we go? I think about that all the time. You know, do you wake up in the same world? Are you in a different place? Like, what is this, man? That's that's my whole life feels like that right now, especially. I'm just like, this is just one big ad for sleep talk. Sleep talk. (laughs) That's it. I'm going to get that. Um, dystopian version of the world are we in? (laughs) Right, right. Hey, uh, where are you, by the way? Are you in LA? Are you? I'm in LA. Yeah. I'm in in Pasadena. Oh, you do? Yeah, so that's where you live? You live in Pasadena? Yeah. I'm in, uh, well, um, I'm in Toluca Lake, in so I'm not far from you. Where do you live? Toluca Lake, so I'm not okay, far from cool. you at all. All right, let's go. Let's have lunch. Yeah, well, you know, maybe in five years when the world gets back five to Five years, yeah. We'll go catch a Dodgers game. and we'll... <laughs> I, I work at the Dodgers as well. I do Dude, stuff on yeah, the big also, screen. Do you ever go? I went to my first Dodgers game right before this all happened. Oh, okay. And it was the coolest experience because I'm – so I'm a I'm – a, Man, I'm I'm a diehard Montreal Expos fan. That's because I'm dope. from Montreal. That's dope. And, and so you know, obviously, our team disappeared, and I yeah. have like, well, you just got re- you got moved. You have the Nationals now, right? We got the Nationals, yeah. But it's you know, but it's not it's not Expos. Like it's not right. that jersey. Like and most people don't even know. Like Tom Brady, you know, played for the Expos. That's cool. Do you my my favorite uh, ball player of all time actually finished his career at the Expos, and that was Spike. Owen. Who was it? Do you remember Spike was Owen? It? Spike Owen. It sounds familiar. So I was young when they left. I all yeah. I remember was Rondell White. I thought he was the coolest dude in the world. I was like Rondell White. This guy was a, <laughs> this guy was a shortstop, not a superstar or anything, but I followed him from Seattle. But um, uh, so yeah, so you went to a Dodger game. This was I went this to had Dodger to have been game. that had to been like October of nineteen then, right? I think so. They were playing the Toronto Blue Jays and they they spanked us. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And I, was just, I was just stoked to see it, man. I was like, because I'd never been into the stadium and just I, all the energy and then like just watching people, these giant hot dogs and like we made friends with the people in front of us. And then all of a sudden there's peanuts everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> this is this is awesome, man. This is the coolest experience. What did you wear? Did you have a jersey or a hat? Are you Were you full on out? No, man. I, I think I wore black on black on black that day. <laughs> and this was, was it a Sunday game? Like one o'clock Sunday game, probably? No, it was, it, it went into the evening. It was okay, a, good. definitely an evening game. I, I couldn't tell you. It was my, my, one of my good friends out here is a massive Dodgers fan. And I just, I, I think it's so cool. I love the, 
LA is really cool with their with their baseball, just how especially like in Echo Park and everything like that, how it all it, like it lights up. Like people people go in and they're really passionate about it. And anytime there's someone who's passionate about a sports team, I just get super excited. I just we've been through a lot as Dodger fans. We've been through yeah. a lot. Um, but you kicked some serious butt last year. Yeah, you guys are like you're the thing. Yeah. It just what it out of all the years for this to happen. It would be nice to get a full one, though. I'm still on on, on the edge about it because it's it was such a shortened season. But you know, I got you. Let's, let's let's get a real one this year, and so far it's off to a good thing. But um, I'm, that's, I'm with you. That's cool. You're in Pasadena, though. It's it's a really cool area. Um, uh, have you lived? You haven't lived here the whole time, though, right? You just moved here not long ago. I've been here for all of all of since COVID for sure. I've been here for two and a bit years now. Wow. Okay. You like it? Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, I'm Canadian, so it's I just kind of like try and blend in everywhere and just like say sorry a lot. <laughs> it's like, sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that guy? Uh, no, I love it. I think like, anywhere you go, you can make it home. It's just kind of what you look for. And I think L.A. has been this incredible place. It has like has like two sides to it. When I first started coming down here, I wasn't quite sure how to understand what LA was because everyone would greet you with a handshake. And the only question would be like, not your name, but what do you do? And I was like, Oh, that's really strange to me. I didn't understand that. But then after coming here for so long and like, and, and being part of the ecosystem of it, I understood that it was people trying to understand where they were less about me. And it was like, where am I in this conversation? And you start to love that about people and you're like, okay, I get, I get it. Like there's a fragility. Everyone's a bit insecure. The beautiful people don't know they're beautiful half the time. The talented don't know how talented they are. And sometimes you just got to hang out by the beach or make it up to the mountain and hike Griffith park or something like that. And it's, there's this really beautiful ecosystem of people coming in with their dreams and trying to make something of it. And I'm just falling in love with that. So wow. That's you know. a really interesting way of looking at it because it is it is kind of this joint insecurity of people who don't realize that the yeah. other people are just as insecure. Yeah, and like you come like that. That's one of the cool things. Like you know, my song is doing really cool stuff, but like what people wouldn't know is that like I went from I was living in Europe and I ended up having to come to LA kind of overnight. I went through a breakup and I had to I had to leave, and so then I was in LA living out of the back of my rental car and like sleeping on the pch right you know right by malibu where all these like really rich people are and i'm listening to the ocean every night just like dreaming in my car being like is this what what comes after this what does this look like you know and i'd i'd wake up and i'd go brush my teeth at vons and like i'd be like all right man this is where life is at and part of what made la so beautiful is that like that was my starting point here you know like i get to i've been through here i've played the shows i've done stuff even just a, a year before that i was playing the greek so you go from playing the greek wow to yeah. living in the back of a car and then just going to my friends houses and writing songs about what i was going through and what i was feeling and, and if you love her was the outcome if you love her was like the the final song that i wrote in that moment and as soon as i wrote that song a chapter closed and you know, not long after I, I met my girlfriend who's incredible and my life started changing in this other cool way. And I think that that's part of maybe what makes America so beautiful. It's like you can literally come here with nothing but a backpack and make your whole life whatever you want it to be. So now when you were going through all that, did you at all think this sucks or were you thinking this is cool? This is what I have to do. Or how close were you to quitting? 
oh man i mean like every day there's a thought of like what the hell am i doing because like being a musician is such a weird thing like you know you can go to school and get a job that's pretty like pretty basic like you know you have to work your butt off there's no doubt i'm not taking away from anybody but i think what i'm trying to get at is that there's like a line it's quite linear you do this it gets you to this it gets you to this and it may not you may not land exactly where you want to be but you'll you'll be able to get a mortgage and a house and you know you build your credit and all this stuff and then you can have kids and 2.5 and a white house and pick a fence and whatever the heck you want but being a musician it's like you wake up and you're like why am i doing this and you're like well because i have no i have to like there's these like sounds in my head that have to get out and if i don't get it out i don't really understand who i am and so there were days where i was like not questioning like why me I, I tend not to do that but i'm like like w- like what is going on i'm more curious like i'm like an architect of questions like what is going on what's coming next when does this give like when when does that like when does the plate shift so to speak you know like when when does this change what comes next so there's like half excitement but there's all this like other half of doubt of being like is this really where i'm at is this really how life like, is this what life really is supposed to be like? And there's this, um, I think like most people, you jump on like Instagram or Facebook or anywhere, TikTok, and you have this comparison thing. You're like, man, okay, like people are really nailing life. And I'm like, that's that messes I'm, you I'm up, like, doesn't it? Yeah. And I'm like, I, here I am. I'm a big signed artist to the big record labels and I've done the cool tours and I've played Red Rocks to the Greek and you know, like, and it's just a trip, man. It's so funny. And so I think uh, I, I try to observe it all as it's happening and take it in. And luckily I can write it out. So like, you know, I, I have a song I wrote recently where it's like, you know, where it's like I, I the first lines of the song are me saying like, you know, here I'm sleeping in my car and I cra- I'm like, I cracked the window on the right side just so I can hear the waves coming in. You know, it's like, you know, like, yeah, those are the, those are the, 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 the like, that, that's what these songs come to be. They're real. If you love her is literally a real person. That's, that's heavy times though, man. That's, that's really heavy. And I know you, there's no way to put in words, the real feelings that you are going through, but uh, that's a lot. And the days become when you're in your car like that, I've experienced something similar and those days become very, very, very long. Yeah, you're very aware of what's happening during those days. But it it was a trip, man. I had really good friends, too. I had friends that were like, yo, here's a couch and, you know, like crash on the couch. And I was like, man, like, thank you so much. And like, you know, I I was afraid to set up roots in L.A. because maybe that would tell someone I cared about that I wasn't interested in them any longer. And I was like, no, I'm I'm totally here. And so it was just like, it's just it's real life. And I think that's. But with all that in the same breath is like I wrote a song. I wrote a lot of songs about it. And it's hard. It's not I have nothing to complain about. I'm just like, what an experience. I'm really lucky I captured it. Yeah, totally. And I, I don't think anybody would look at you as thinking that you are complaining about it. Um, but there but there is that um, not to not to be extra heavy on it, but there is that side of it where you're 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 th- you must be thinking, wow, this is like a pipe dream to ever actually happen. But I'm going to hang on to that small percentage chance that's that's a lot and and to be able to go forward what was there ever a moment where you're like all right well what's my other options if this doesn't work out like what's the next plan what's the <laughs> there's plan? not there are none <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and it's like it's it is one of those cliches of like it's no option b but there truly isn't like my option b is doing something i don't want to do for the rest of my life that's my option b 
and it, and it's not problematic in that way like that's an option i suppose but like before i was writing music or well whilst i was writing music i was a tow truck driver in canada pulling people out of the ditches like i know i was never the guy who like took your car away and you're like did someone steal my car that wasn't me don't hit me for it um <laughs> i was repo a repo man got it yeah i was a dude who like pulled people out it's so cool because even like this week somebody on facebook sent a message and like i remember you pulling me out of a really dark experience with my car and you showed up with this big smile and you helped me out and then you showed me your music and i'm like i totally would have too because I, I wrote my first <laughs> albums like in a tow truck being like i will not stay in this tow truck for the rest of my life and i do like these 12 hour 16 hour shifts and i'm like lyric after lyric after lyric writing them on the back of receipt pads and being like this lyric words and words and words wow and then it worked and here i am so where does that determination come from because i don't know how old you are but i'm gonna guess you're mid 25 dude yeah mid 20s <laughs> look at that hit that right on you're and I don't mean this condescending. I'm totally but... kidding, by the way. I'm not gonna tell you how old I am, but I made it as a joke to my fans, and then all of a sudden I'm on like famous celebrity websites. And then my favorite part, check this out. If I go, Alexa, who's Forrest Black? Forrest Black is a male notable person and 25 years old. He was born on February 17th, 1996. Is that not I right? I don't know how that happened, but it's it's amazing. So I'm just rolling with it. So you're not 25. Totally not. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with it because you, I thought you were, I thought you were mid twenties, but, but still, when? but still you are in a, and again, not, not condescending, but you're still very young to have had that mindset. Even back when you were driving a tow truck, where did that kind of determination come from? Where do you get that? I'm going to keep going with this. You know, with, without going like too, too far into it, I think people, if they want to look up who I am and what I've gone through, they can go look it up. But like, you know, I, I went through a lot as a kid and mm. I, I was homeless as a teenager and bouncing on and off the streets. And like, I, I've been at like the mercy of just having to survive. I've been on a lot of survival mode my whole life. And I think that what happens is when you're on survival mode, it puts you into this same bracket as someone who has like sheer determination. I think it's probably the same thing that if someone's climbing Mount Everest, why don't they just stop and go back? Why, why the hell did they want to climb Mount Everest in the first place? Because you know, it's going to suck. <laughs> Like, you know, it's going to be the worst feeling you're ever going to have. And if you think about it, like why they do that is because when they're running out of oxygen and their body's aching and their toes have all but fallen off, they get to the top of this thing and they do something very few people have done or will do. And they look around for all of 30 seconds before they have to climb back down because it's too, the air's too thin, but mm -hmm. they get a view of the world and a perspective of how to get that view. And I think that that is everything. And I think that something about kids who grew up like me is I think you face something similar. It's like you have what, what's your what's your other option? Like, you know, maybe you're you're at a disadvantage in some ways, but that's really your advantage if you keep going. And I feel like that, like, I don't know what again, what else am I going to do? This works and it. But that, that strength really sets you up pretty nicely, doesn't it? So when you get to a point where you really appreciate that ability to be self-reliant and self-sufficient and you realize that you are way stronger now coming through that coming on the other side oh hell is. yeah and and there's like dude there's so many people like me that's the thing like yeah. i'm not unique in any way shape or form there are like most people have like a pretty intense story it's the only difference is i've for my job and what i do for what i love doing is i've just learned how to articulate how i feel that's the only difference. Like I've learned how to express my story and say, Hey, 
but the story is so crazy that for most of my life, I didn't know how to tell it. And anytime mm -hmm. I told it, there would be people who'd be like, that can't be true. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I, that's I, the song I, title, by the way. This can't, that be, can't true. be true. That can't be true. I'll write it. <laughs> you better write me down for at least like 10% on that as well. I want those BMI checks. And ask you got it, bro. <laughs> yeah, but well, that's crazy. And just to, to be able to to probably have that much. It's like, where do you even start when you start writing that stuff? It's like, the yeah, well, you, so you big. pick it apart. And like, that's yeah, I'm wow. always kind of in a different stage of that where I'm like, OK, how, how do I feel about where I'm at now? What do I feel about what's happened in maybe relationships or what I've figured out or mental health stuff that I've, I've learned about, which I didn't really know much about, you know, where I was like, oh man, maybe I'm facing some of these things. Cause I I've heard about them and oh yeah, I'm definitely facing some of those things. That's and, quite an epiphany, isn't it? Oh, it blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I talk about mental health, you know, yeah. at every chance I can, because it, I've, I've ran into some pretty dark spa spaces where I'm like, what's happening to me. And I thought everyone felt like that. And I realized that not everyone feels that way. Mm. I was like, oh man, I'm feeling some stuff. But yeah, writing all these out, whether it's through music or a spoken word, like I've, I do these spoken words and those have traveled around the world and now people have used it and like the people have won the world of dance using my words and like the figure skating championships of the world use my stuff and broke all these world records. And I'm like, what is, like, what is happening, man? Right. Well, they're like, using it, like you said, because they get it. They relate to it. You're, you're, you're hitting the nerve somewhere. Yeah, well, I think everybody feels something. Maybe that's why If You Love Her works, is that people hear themselves in it. And yeah. people see their dads or their partners or their lovers or, their, or, you know, or exes or whatever. People are like, man, that's, wow. you know, it's, that's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's just like relative thing. Everyone feels something, man. Yeah, that's yeah. really so. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is, you know, you write music. Who was it? Pharrell, I think, said that, you know, we make music, but it's up to the people listening to it to connect to it. And, yeah. And so then... And that's what's happening. That's that's incredible. By the way, speaking of partners, if history is any indication of any of your live videos, uh, Tiffany is right about here off camera. <laughs> and she's going to pipe in any second and go like this. Hi. And no? I'll let you down on this one today. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll be like, she? I text her and be like, come in, come say hi. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not listening for the other room. How, you guys have been together for a while, though, right? Couple, about We've a year been together, now? A, oh, I think, a year and a half. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, you guys she, like each she, other? Yeah, she's amazing, man. She's like, you know, like, again, with 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 songs, like, it's so cool because you can honor past, present, future. You can honor, like, all of your relationships and, like, the ones that don't work, too. You can be like, oh, this is what I figured out or this is what I'm hoping to figure out. Mm. But I think one of the coolest things about If You Love Her was that I've really tried to apply that to my relationship with her. And, like, and the love that we have has been really it's been amazing. And so like, she's such a man, she's just incredible. I'd, I'd be pretty, pretty bummed out if this didn't work out. I'd be like, man, damn. Yeah. You, I, I would write songs. a platinum single overnight. If, if, if we broke up, it'd be the, the most sad song in the history of time. She's not even gonna be, we're going to send her this clip right here. Cause it's going to be around <laughs> to hear that. Um, do you guys live together by the way? We do. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? What, what do you like? What are your, what's your responsibilities? What's your jobs around there? Like what, what, what are your chores? That you have everything. to do everything like right, I, I, I there's got to be something lot. where there's got to be something where she says listen dude you're doing this no sure. i think that this is that we have such a cool like i think our relationship is pretty amazing that we without having to really say much we just do what we need to do for each other you know like like yeah like if, if she's got to get up and get going too quickly then i'll I, i'll make the bed you know but we, we have like weird things like we always make the bed together 
you know, it's like just a thing that we love doing. And like every morning she might, if I wake up earlier than her and I got to go to work or do something, I'll just make my side of the bed. And then she wakes up. She's like, got a little med, med side. Oh, you guys are disgusting. Med. It's so gross. I know. And I love it. And then like, I make, I usually make her dinner, but then like things have obviously been crazy the last little while. So she's been like just crushing it. She's been, she's been the dream team and like she'll make dinner. And then like, she's just, yeah, it's, it's awesome. But so we bounce back. If there's a giant spider on the wall, I, I always take care. I take care of the spider, okay. but I never kill spiders either. I always save them. I put in a cup and I get a little piece of paper and I like get it into the cup and I take it out to a branch. I'm like, you got this, dude. We're we're such weirdos. I'm gonna tell you, I haven't told anybody this, but we had we had a little spider in our bathroom, and I, I'm Irish, mostly Irish, and I had I have like a born with all these like Irish superstitions, and one is like if you kill a spider, you lose money. Don't know why. Don't know where it comes from, but I've believed it since I was a kid. And so I won't kill spiders. I always, I always save them. But we had this little spider. It was tiny. And Tiffany's like, that's so cute. Like, it's hanging off like a little fake plant that we have in the bathroom. I'm like, maybe we just, maybe we'll let her just hang out, man. She's not messing with anybody. And so, like, she had this little web. We called her Charlotte, naturally. And she just stayed in this web for, like, five months. And then I think she she lived her life. And then we didn't see her anymore. But oh, it, was, wow. it was just like, hey, we're weirdos, man. I don't know. I thought it was cute. <laughs> How did you make a spider story end up so sad at the end? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm gonna write a song about it. <laughs> wow, that's so cute. That and then all of a sudden she's gone, and now you wonder where is she? Yeah, she huh. like lived her her experience in a really safe way. You know, it's kind of cool. Like, like it took her five know. months to realize that th this plant is fake. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I'm living on a fake plant. God damn it! By the Dude, way, I my, caught her. My plant, I caught her. A Live. my plant totally fake all my plants are fake as well yeah it's perfect it's the perfect yeah. prop man but yeah it was like I, I loved her i don't know i was kind of excited i always walk in and like i drip water onto the fake plant in case she wanted to drink i caught a fly for her once i put it in her net i was just like i don't that's not something i do all the time but it was just whatever i, I was connected to this little spider for no good reason people hearing wow. this are like that's it i'm done i'm not looking in the forest bucket you like spiders I would not what? be this guy in Australia. Okay, I've, I've, I've been to Australia. I will not save spiders in Australia. I will, I will burn the house down. Because they're huge, right? Oh, dude, they're disgusting. I've never seen, I was in Australia. I went to Sydney for uh, a weekend and I never saw a huntsman, which I'm so thankful for. And, which, and the thing is, they're, they're supposed to be like the nicest spiders because they like, they won't mess with you. They just want to kill other bugs. That's yeah. all they want to do. I don't care. And I'm like, they're don't care. Big. They're huge. Yeah. They're as big as your head. Yeah, you're that big. I'm not your friend. You might kill that one. Yeah. Charlotte was like smaller than a peanut. You might kill that one. What's something that you do that drives Tiffany crazy, by the way? What's something that just drives her bonkers? Do you leave crap out? Do you leave your underwear on the floor? Um, <laughs> I will definitely leave stuff randomly or in different places. But I'm like, I almost feel like I do it only to see how much I can, how much I can test her. Like, there's just something about women that I'm like, it blows my mind. And I don't know how they do this. But I'll be like, hey, where did you know that other day when I was reading my like grade eight letter to myself, where did I put that? And she'll be like, oh, it's in your closet under the second stack of papers uh, by the red button. There's a red button there. And I'll be like, for real? And I'll go in and I'll, like, I'll check and I'll be like, how did you do that? Like you didn't, you, you've never been in my closet before. How'd you know what was wow. in there? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know what spidey senses women have been born with, but it's 
the it's crazy it's crazy i'm just like so i i leave stuff like all around the spot and she's like what is wrong with you wow. but mostly she just she's so entertained by me like she nicknamed me rocket man because i wake up in the morning and my adhd is like full-blown Oh, that really could have gone another way. And I'm so glad that we went. Yeah. Carry on. I'm taking that story back off the shelf as well. (laughs) I'm going to put it in the case of the spider story. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I was like, wow, this just turned into a whole different show, Rocket Man. Um, But that means you're taking off like a rocket through your day. That's what you mean, right? Yeah. I'm like a rocket ship and I'm like full blown. Got it. (laughs) And how are you doing that, by the way? Are you drinking like energy drinks in the morning? Are you on vitamins? What, what, What do you get your energy? This is just natural. It's awful. So you but don't it's have any pick-me-ups, huh? No, man. Like, wow. I really enjoy cookies. That's what I like. You know, Cookies? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of cookies are we talking? Just, no, just basic, you know, at home. Your mom baked some cookies, and I ate mm. them all. I like that. That's that's cool, man. You know, it's got some good cookies is the Gelson's Bakery. They have these really good open 100% Gelson's has great cookies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you had them? Yeah. Yeah, the Gelson's in Franklin Village. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like a box this big, and it has either chocolate chip or whatever. The oatmeal raisin, they're Amazing. so soft. So soft. So good. <laughs> they are really, really good. It's dangerous. There's Gelson's right down the street. So, um, Does she ever analyze, <laughs> by the way? Because you're saying um, that you're writing songs, and you would write a breakup song if you're breaking up. Do you ever write a song when she's going, huh, why did you say this in that song? Is that about me? No, man. She's, she's super cool. Like, you know, like she, she'll come in, and she'll listen to some stuff. And I think, like, it's like you ask every songwriter, like you're lucky you don't have to give points to your girlfriends because or wives or partners yeah. because you know you you would owe a lot. <laughs> wow. You should write a song called Ugh, I gotta get out of this relationship and just see how she responds to you writing that or just yeah, leave she, that laying she, around and she'd be cool. She she'd be cool. I wrote a song, I mean, I'm just like I'm busting everything open. What are you doing to me, man? How you get <laughs> um I wrote a song about like something that she went through, like with an ex. And I was like, I was writing about this dude. I'm like, why did you treat her this way? Why would you, why would you act that way to her? Like if you knew that she wasn't going to be the person. So I'm like, I'm a bit weird this way where I like, you know, like Tiffany, Tiffany could be very well be my soulmate. And like, we spend the rest of our lives together and we get to the end and we go, wow, that was really special. And I love that I met you when I met you. And it was the most important part of my whole life. That's so cool. <clears throat> and so I think about, you know, if, if the guy who dated her before me, if you knew that like she wasn't your soulmate or she wasn't the person that you loved like that, why would why would you maybe not give her that out? Like, why would you set her up to be hurt? Because she comes into my arms and I'm like, hey, I got you. I always had you. Hmm. And if I don't have you and I know I don't have you, well, then I need to make sure that whoever gets to date you next, they get the best version of you. For their heart, you know, so I got to take care of your heart. I got to put it down softly and pick it up softly and be quite gentle. And I think that's this beautiful exchange that you have with the person you care about. And like in the same breath, I've done that. I take my heart out of my chest and I'm like, okay, this is yours to hold on to. So take care of it. Like treat it like it's not yours. Like treat it like you have to give it back. And then if you never have to give it back, that's the goal. That's what I look forward to, you know, like getting to the end being like, hey, I kept it the whole time. It's pretty cool. We get all emotional, man. It's too early for that. Yeah, that's again, man. That's what a guy. What a, what a man. You're a good man. That's that's yeah, a lot. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's a trip. I think love is a trip. It's just like you get it wrong a thousand times. You know, I'm not hocus pocus by any means, man. I don't know what astrology of the Virgo of the Aquarius means. I have no clue. Um, but when I got out of my last relationship, 
my therapist is like, have you ever done an Enneagram? Like, What's an Enneagram? And she's like, well, I think you should do it. And it's like a number system between one and nine, and it will really help you understand yourself. But, but your partner, if you can get your partner to do it, you can see what each other are about. You can really learn how to talk to each other. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I did mine. And I turned out to be what's called an eight, a challenger. And I'm not, again, I'm not hoax pucks at all, but as I'm reading this thing, I'm like, wow, that's really insane because it was less about you're a person who likes camping. It wasn't like that. It was like, you need things to come face forward at you. Like you need, you need to know what's happening. And if you don't, you're going to not be the best version of yourself. And I was like, that is sure. the truest statement about me. And, and a lot of people aren't like that. Some people are just like, it doesn't matter. But me, I need to know. So yeah. Like, Damn. Otherwise, I, do you create kind of what might be happening, and then you... I will fill in the blanks. Right. And, no, and you that's... don't want me to fill in the blanks because no, what I'm going to no, do no. is I'm going to challenge you to get that out of you. Yeah. And so that that's okay with some of the other numbers; it works well. But if you get what's an it's called a nine is a peacemaker, that is the opposite. And if you push on a peacemaker, they'll run. They'll leave you. They'll abandon you. And part of like me being an eight is like. I don't want to be abandoned. I want to know things are happening in real time. Well, it turns out that I, I've my life mostly dated nights and it creates a very safe place for me when you're both healthy. So a nine is a person who wants absolutely no confrontation at all. They want nothing to do with confrontation so much that they're willing to sacrifice their voice and their feelings to protect not going into any confrontation. Well, that's the opposite thing I do. If something bugs yeah. me, I'm like, Bleh. It bugs me. And so it's been really cool with Tiffany because she's, she's known about her Enneagram for a long time. And I just learned about mine. And so when we met, we talked about it and it was amazing. Cause I was like, I totally understand. You. Like I hear everything about you. And so, so I know. She's a nine. Not, yeah. And if she's not communicative, I know exactly why. So I can now talk to her and I'm like, oh, I totally get how to maybe approach this. She just needs a hug. She really just needs to be a hug, kissed, loved on for a second. And she'll, totally open up and then she'll start giving me something to help me understand what I need. Wow. And so instead of being like, you're not doing this, it's more like, let me do this to see if you're willing to do that. And that difference was like, whoa. So not only did you learn about yourself, you learned about your partner as well. And that, yeah, was, well, that, that was the gold. That's that, everything. That isn't was it? like amazing. And like, I was like, damn, okay. I can totally like communicate with her. Wow. It was like, I learned a whole new language in like yeah. an instant. I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Like, that can be exciting. That really can be exciting to learn that, isn't it? Can it? Oh man, I was pumped. And like yeah. as a songwriter writing love songs and like how I feel about stuff, it's like it was really cool to talk about that. You know, I wrote a song I, I wrote on my last EP. Um, it was called I Wish I Knew. If you if you read the lyrics, I'm basically going through the five love languages that Gary Chapman wrote about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I wish I knew how to hold you, how to say the words I never told you. I wish I knew, you know, like it keeps going through those languages. And if she was, I wish she was here because she would lean in and go right now. Yeah, by the way, he's so full of crap about all this. He's yeah, be like he's, he's a shit talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, it seems like whenever I watch videos and stuff of you, you're always thanking all the people that have helped you out. Um, are you the kind of person who is able to step aside and actually say, you know what, I'm proud of me? Good job. Me. Um, wow, damn, that's a tough question. I mean, I'm I'm proud that I I'm alive, and I'm proud that I didn't turn out like a lot of people you know, from where I started. And I'm really proud that I, I turned something, I turned what, what I was going through into something positive like this. I think I'm, I'm really proud of that. 
Yeah, I, I, so I'm proud. I'm just like, I'm stoked, man. I, I tell people, like, if I died today, which I hope I don't, I did it. You know, like, but I did it. Like, I, I, I made it. I made it further than anybody I know. Yeah. And I did some incredible stuff, you know, and like, and that's like, I'm a, I'm a, a rough and tumble kid from Montreal, you know, who, who didn't know, you know, left from right, man. And like, and then here I am sitting in Los Angeles and have a song with Megan Trainer, and it was chatting with Diane Warren on the phone just a couple weeks ago. Like, this is crazy, man. I have friends from back home who like, are like, man, this is crazy. Like you, dude. And I'm like, right. Like, <laughs> are they like, wow, you, or are they like you? <laughs> it's a mix. Yeah. It's somewhere between those. <laughs> you, the guy that ran naked through the mall that one time or whatever. Yeah. Kind of we're kind, we're just like, dude, we didn't see like, Hey, this song is awesome. If you love her is so cool. So Megan Trainer jumped on your DMS and said, Hey, I've already recorded this verse. You're going to like it or not, or just uh, take it. Was, yeah, it was, it was never a, it was never a, Hey, can I, it was just like, no, nope. here it is. That was just like, I got it. I got a message on a Thursday afternoon. It's like, yo, I'm your biggest fan. And I, I, I was looking at my girlfriend. I was like, yeah, I think Megan Trainer just hit me up in my DMs. And the funny thing is, because like for the last, like since the song has been at radio and it's doing cool stuff, a lot of people ask me. So like, who's the biggest, coolest person that's like slid into your DMs being like, I like your song. And I haven't had a good answer. Like, you know, I've been like, yeah, it's like, you know, Michael McMichaelson from the <laughs> from the Cheese Factory likes my song. And I <laughs> yeah. love Mike for liking my song. But then they're like, you know, who's the biggest person? And I just don't have like a really cool story. And then all of a sudden this happened. And that was probably the first thing that hit me. I was like, oh man, I've got such a good story now. <laughs> so pumped. And then the next thing was like, I, I recorded the second verse, like send me your number. And I was like, what? Why did this happen? What? Wow. And so I literally, I text her. And then next thing you know, I'm texting with Megan. And she's like, yo, here's, here's the song. I did the second verse. I'm like, I hope you like it. I love this song. My whole family loves this song. I, like, I love this song. I, it took me a minute. I was just sitting here. My girlfriend and I, <clears throat> we pushed play on the song and started listening. And we started slow dancing in, in the studio here. And just, it was like such a beautiful, like overwhelming moment. And then, yeah. And then that all came together like overnight, basically. And then here we are with a song together. Yeah. Seeing the excitement that you've had with this song. I mean, even hearing it on the radio, I saw when you drove to like San Francisco and you heard it up there and, oh, man. you know, you made that five hour drive. It was pretty sad to think that the song was on radio and I wouldn't be able to hear it. There's something really special to me still about songs on the radio. I love that. That's where I, that's where so many memories have been built and continue to be built for people. Yeah. So I was really bummed, man, that like, oh, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to hear that. You know, I didn't know, like, you know, so I was, it's like, let's, let's maybe drive up. And Tiff was cool. She's like, let's, let's do that. There is something about that, isn't it? Because when you listen yeah. to the radio, I mean, you can listen to the streaming and the iHeart and Spotify and all that stuff, but there is a different moment that happens when you're radio. You have no choice with radio. That's the beauty of it. It's it's kind of like not knowing the gender of your kid before it's born. Mm. Whereas like Spotify or anything or Apple or Amazon or all the all the DSP playlist playlist stuff, I I know exactly what I'm going to find when I want to find it, and so it's always at the end of my fingertips. What do I want to hear? When do I want to hear it? And that's cool. But radio is, is there's magic. And it, I love that that magic still exists. I love that you can get in your car and you can be driving and the sun is setting and the colors of the whole world are changing. And a song comes on that is just that right tempo in the right key 
with the right voice and the right lyrics and you look over at the person next to you and you're you know maybe it's a moment for that and it solidifies and in that moment you're like i know i love you and like that that for me is like what i i love the fact that maybe my song is that for people and for me when i get in my car and i drive to san francisco if i'm in here in la and i'm, I'm going to hear it on your station for me it's a moment where i do get proud of myself and i go wow i'm there like i did that and that's like the most profound thing it's that moment because it, it's not at the end of my fingertips it's the world has chosen me in that moment to hear something and i think that's special well not only that also but all the people you're listening to your song on my fm but you know how many other people are listening to the exact same song in the exact yeah. same moment on the exact same station yeah it's all these incredible. people are sharing that it's incredible so for people who are going to listen as we press play on on this song, um, if you love her, what should they listen for as we listen for the next few minutes to your song? Maybe open your hearts and listen to it as a roadmap. If you're next to the person you love or you have that person in mind, think about them when you hear the song and, and maybe that will provide you with a way to look at love and look at the person you care about. I think sometimes we think that people want, you know, to be, a, you know, to be given a house and a whole world. And sometimes what they want is just a hug and a kiss and to be told that you love, love them. And I think if you listen to the song through that lens, that, that's what I hope people gain because that's what I wish I knew when I wrote it. And I know that now and I have an incredible relationship. So that, that's how I would, you know, or just listen to it and do whatever you want. Smile, <laughs> laugh, share it, do whatever you want. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, bro. I could talk to you all day. You're, you're, I, I like you, I dig you. You're a good, you're a good man. Thanks, man. Even though Tiffany wasn't there to, to, you know, to convince me otherwise. I was going to say, like, I'm like, where is she? It's FaceTime. Oh, you did. I just got a shower. Oh. Maybe, maybe don't come in right now, then? Maybe, maybe don't come into the radio <laughs> station meeting. You're on radio. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> Hello, Tiffany. <laughs> hey, Dave. This, this guy digs you. He loves you. He's a, he's a fan of yours, just so you know. Uh, I love him so much. He's, he's a very, very special and wonderful, wonderful human and very authentic. So I'm the rocket man. He is the rocket man. <laughs> there's never, I, I promise you, there's never a dull moment. Like we moved in together in October and like, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, it's been so much fun. Yeah, I was, I was just talking to Dave Tom about our spider that we kept in the bathroom, Charlotte. <laughs> oh, Charlotte, I know. I feel bad. I feel like we need to like have a, a funeral or like a memorial for her now because like she's she's been such a big part of our life. Like we've been taking care of her and everything. <laughs> I told you. You probably swallowed her somewhere in the middle of the night, you know, because you eat spiders. <laughs> That's probably what happened. She came to love you in the middle of the night and you guys ate her while you sleep. That's probably what happened. This is the worst ending of a story ever. 